Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. So, episode 21. Yeah, all right. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. This is our 21st episode. It's hard to believe how time flies in the strength and conditioning and powerlifting world. But here we are, Matt. We have no guests tonight. It's no guests, but that's okay. It's fine. We like that. Uh, we're not boring. And we're about 10 days out of our the New England APF Powerlifting Championships. So we're wishing everybody the best, hoping you're healthy and strong, and we're looking forward to seeing everybody as well. Yep. Any last-minute questions, you know, you do I... Can I use a belt and still be raw? Can I use wraps and still be raw? I've had a few people ask me some questions like that. You know, don't be shy. You get a hold of us, or I believe um, my partner Emily put a link to the rules, APF rules. Up oh, perfect. On Facebook or um, somewhere. Facebook, Instagram, and it's on the website too, I believe. Somewhere, but it's out there. Or just let us, just call us, text me. You know, I'll get back to you. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you that info. All right, so uh, today, Maddie, we got we're gonna do a little Q and A, and uh, we didn't have any uh, anyone call in, so what we decided I to may have an email one. I'll check. Okay, for it. but uh, what we decided to do, you know, you've been in the game for a long time. Yep. And this is basically I'm wrapping up my rookie year in powerlifting. That's what I was wondering about. But anyway, um, competitive powerlifting, rather. So. I wrote you three questions uh, from a young lifter to an older lifter, and you wrote me three questions, an older lifter to a younger lifter. I did. And you did. That's right. So, let me start. I want to ask you the question, your okay. question first. I, get, I go first. Okay. I got to dig it up real quick. I know what it is, but I want to make okay, sure I get it right. All right. So, the first question I have for you, Maddie. What is the dumbest or worst mistake you've seen someone else make at a meet, and what is the biggest mistake you've made at a meet? Okay, the dumbest thing I've I've seen. And I guess dumb doesn't have to necessarily mean like well, uh, the silliest thing I've sure. ever seen. Uh, well, I can't tell you when. Probably early two thousands. Was, I was at the uh, nationals down in Daytona, and it was not my day to lift. So I was helping a couple guys who I knew. Um, one was a big three hundred eighter, and one was a little one forty eighter. Wow. They trained together. And they're both first name. I'm not going to go further than their first name because you won't need that anyway. That's, that's the key to the story. Both of their names were Al. So Big Al gets called to lift. And they're calling him. You know, you get called two or three times. You get a minute to get there. Right. Uh, this is on his third attempt, which he really needed because he'd had a problem with his first two. What uh, What lift? Squat. Squat, okay. So very important lift. Yep, got to get in the meat. Correct. They call him. They call him again. They time him out. So his partner, little Al, is there unwrapping him, trying to get his suit off him, which they eventually had to cut off him. They couldn't get it off. Wow. And they're arguing back and forth with each other. And Big Al says to little Al, why didn't you tell me I was up? Did, did you hear my name? He said, I did. I did, Al, but I don't know your last name. So at this point, I interjected and I said, wait a minute. You guys have been training together for a year. And they don't know each other. I said, Al, you didn't know his last name? He goes, no, man, I didn't. And I said, okay, well... It's on to the benches then. I'm sorry if this had to happen, but 
Let's cut that suit off you and move on. Wow. That's the stupidest thing I've that, seen. How can, how can you have the same first name and not <laughs> differentiate? At the Nationals. From the Nationals? We weren't at the States or the Backyard Open. We were at the Nationals. That's frustrating. That was. What's, what you asked, that was the silliest thing I've yeah. seen. So. so what's the worst thing that uh, you've done? Oh, dear. Let's see. Um... I guess the worst, the silliest thing I did. Talk right into that. The worst thing I did, or dumbest thing I did, was I was at uh, again nationals down in Dallas, and a friend of mine said, "Hey, so and so from high school said he'd pick you up at the airport, show you Dallas, and he lifts a little, so he'll help you at the meet." I said, "Great," because a lot of times you go to the nationals and you could be alone. Right. You know, you know, you know people. You have friends. Everybody helps everybody. But I was essentially going alone that time run into some guys I know but uh, you know to get a handler right yeah. there was good and the kid did the kid was from high school he worked out a lot and I said listen you're gonna help me warm up I'll, I'll get somebody to wrap my knees but just come up to the platform with me and you can't come on it but and I gave him a few of those ammonia things to to uh, uh, tabs or whatever yeah. I said listen I'm gonna turn around just before I squat just snap that and give me a whiff of it so turn around he snapped it and he shoved it right in my nostril and I essentially passed out and turned back and just grabbed the bar to hold myself up. I was out. Yeah. Because it knocked me out. And I shook it off and I did get to, I got under the bar and made the attempt, but that was the dumbest thing I've done. Not telling him the proper, what, uh, yeah, ammonia proper ammonia form. Dis- disposition <laughs> of the ammonia. So I was out on my feet. So funny, I've seen uh, a young lifter that I work out with. Uh, we, you know, sometimes we use the jug of ammonia. Yes. And <laughs> at a meet, I think it was last November. Yeah, it was last November. He goes and he uh, he takes it and he sticks it, sticks his nose right in it, and he inhaled ammonia, and it fucked him up, and it, it, he did not do well, good. It put you out. Yeah, it put you out. I was out. I mean, if the bar hadn't been there, I probably would have gone down. Tanked it. Yeah. Well, he was, of course, very sorry. Yeah, but you, know, you don't he know. He was the guy that works out in the gym. He knew nothing about That's such like a minor detail yes. that you're not really going to pick up unless you've been around right. that environment. So, I mean, he picked me up at the airport, showed me the whole city, whatever. What could I say? Yeah. I was grateful. Yeah. Could have been worse. Could have been much worse. Could have missed the squat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so you got a question for me I there, do. Betty? Let me get my glasses. Sure. All right. I thought this would be a good one because you're... Cause I didn't know if you were two years into this or one year into this, but you said this is into your first year. Yeah. So this first year of powerlifting, I've been lifted for a while. But oh, sorry. This sure. Is, this is a true or false. Yeah. Okay. Progressive overload training, which is in essence just adding weight every week to all three lifts, whatever yeah. you can get, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds to each lift, and on and on and on. Maybe up to a meet. Some people do it. Sure. Progressive overload training, as I just described, can work for two, maybe three weeks true or false so I originally wrote false okay not sustainable okay but then I kind of thought well it, it depends okay because um, I think that if you're you know there's some guys out there that are just you know brick shit house, and you show them a few t- form tweaks mm-hmm. and they're going to be adding they could do 10 pounds a week for two months um, but I and you know and newbies also kind of have that ability yeah um, Final Jeopardy answer? I'm, I'm sticking with false, uh, I think. Um, but really, I 
It's it's my my initial answer is false, but I gotta say like it it depends. All right. But um, for two to three weeks, if you were to just do two to three, period, I'm sure you could do it. The answer is true. That's about all you get. Two weeks, you might get away with for three, and then you're sunk. Yeah. So the answer is that will work for two weeks. Even the West Side Training will let you jump two weeks in a row. Right. But he doesn't he doesn't like you to go past two. Right. You can sneak a third weekend now and then. Beyond that, it's in my opinion. Uh, forget about it. So your answer was pretty close, but true would be the answer for the information I gave you. Yep. Yeah, I guess I was thinking, uh, I don't know, for two to three weeks, more than a few times. Three weeks is a limit. Yeah. All right, Maddie. My question to you. This okay. is something that I've struggled with. Okay. How do you maintain training stimulus during a deload week? So how do you stay interested in the workout? How do you, how do you stay... Okay. Uh, excited to work out because I know a lot of times when I'm deloading you almost get sad okay I read that I read that and then I got I thought about it and then uh, it's because I'll tell you how I do it I went back into college in my head we had we had a football game I played football and it was a Friday before the game and my buddy goes this is cool we have, we have a game. We're gonna we're gonna get to play football. This is really cool. Not a lot of guys do this. Right? It didn't mean anything to me then because it was just that's what that's what you do. Yeah. But that stuck with me all these years. So I got I've used that ever since when I'm coming in here or wherever I'm coming for a light workout or workout I'm not in, interested in or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I always use that because this is cool. We get to still do this. Yeah. Even for me at, at where I am in life. This is pretty cool. I'm still able to do this. And I'm doing it for a reason. I'm not just coming here and grabbing a workout. Right. It's structured. I'm doing it for a reason, which is to get stronger and maybe get back on the platform. But it's cool. That's what keeps me going. Wow. That, that's a, so a hell of an answer. My friend Paul Doughty said it. Because uh, I'm going to deload right now. Yeah. Um, so look at it like that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really good way to look at it. Because sometimes it feels like, oh, you're just going through the motions. And it's kind of like... I don't want to do, you obviously, you know, I did, you know, five sets of 10 at 135 yeah. for all the lifts. And uh, then you're like, well, should I do some accessories? Should I do some bicep curls? You know, and it's, it kind of could just feel like you're going through the motions instead of following a plan. But the deload is a big part of the plan. The whole, just look at it and just look at the whole picture. How many guys outside of here? You know anybody that's really got a reason outside of their job? Maybe they have kids, that's great, and a family. They have any other reason for being? That's the way I look at it. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It's wow. Cool. We're, we're lucky. Yeah. And, and we're, we're not just hitting the gym. I, uh, you know, I did my legs tonight. You got something lined up. It's a deload week. You're doing something to learn to be a better squatter, whatever you got planned that. Day. Yeah. That's why I look at it. Wow. And that's why when he said that to me, then it caught. A few years or a couple decades later, maybe. M- many decades later. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were lucky to be doing that. Yeah. That's a uh, that's a much deeper answer than I expected, to be honest. It was a much deeper answer than I expected from him. <laughs> Very philosophical. Actually, I didn't ask him anything. He offered it. Yeah. He just looked at me and goes, this is cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's the, the opposite. Of, you're getting excited to be on the stage, kind of. Whatever. And grateful, I guess. Something, yeah. There's something different that, that sets us apart, and you're part of it now. Man, that's a... That, that hits me deep. That's yeah. that's pretty good. That ought to get you through your next deload day, then. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> All right, I got one for you. All right, let's hear it. What? Because I couldn't remember if you were two years or one year, but this still ought to be pertinent. 
What is the most obvious or important change you've made in your approach or training philosophy since you started coming here with getting learning some structure? What's what's the biggest thing you've So since I've uh, since I've joined Dynamax, so I actually broke this into um, important changes and obvious changes. So uh, the obvious changes for me was the long-term programming. Um, before that, I never programmed more than like uh, two days out. You know, mm-hmm. I'd say, well, I'm gonna do back on Monday, and I'm gonna do chest on Tuesday, and I'm gonna do legs on Wednesday, and every single day I'd go in, I'd go until I hit like a two rep max, and I'd back off and do random sets, and then I just kind of went through the motions, and my I, I was able to get stronger by doing that, but it took a very long time, and I just, I don't know, it, was, uh, it wasn't it was structured at all. I had no structure to my okay. lifting. Okay. Um, so, you know, learning about the linear progression, mm-hmm. not massing it out every day, mm-hmm. and um, another big thing that was uh, an obvious change was being more specific with my lifting. So, I no longer have chest day, I have bench day. Mm-hmm. I no longer have no leg, leg day, day, I have squat, squat day. day. And I no longer have back day, I have deadlift day. So, let me add a piece to the question then. Sure. Did, were you somebody that used to go in and say, I guess I'll deadlift today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Well, I'd be like, you know, I'm going to deadlift today, and i go in, and all the uh, racks were closed. and said, well, lap pull down's open. Oh, okay. You know, it was just like path of least res- Not path of least resistance. I was just, still pushing myself, but... The structure wasn't... Exactly. There was okay. no structure whatsoever. Okay. I was just curious. I never, I've never, i never seen you do that, but I see it done here a lot. Well, yeah, not as just, much as just kind of float around yeah. and... What are we doing today? Right, maybe you see your buddies benching, so now you're going to bench, and you were going to squat, and you end up missing a squat yes. week that week. Yeah. Okay. And I was just curious. So it was just kind of all over. The, I mean, it's very typical of gym bros, and I think in the beginning, it's probably less harmful. You can still get some gains from it when you first start lifting. Yeah, but you can, but it would drive me crazy. Yeah, well, knowing what you know now, yeah. obviously. Um, oh, I believe me, I used, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Show up. It's, bench usually, is open. Usually, well, usually it, it's whatever the guy's favorite lift is gets done the most. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would. Uh, I would if I had bench day. It didn't matter if it was incline, decline, or flat. Mm-hmm. It was whatever was open. You just went didn't bench. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or I would just grab dumbbells and do. Probably, probably still calling it chest back then, right? Yeah, it was yeah. chest day totally because I hit you know the flies after yeah. and the pec day. Declines, inclines. Exactly. Cable crossovers. Yep, every from every yeah. you know down below, yeah. from the side and yeah. up above, middle of your bag. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think the most important change I've made since coming here is, um, you know, getting teammates and the camaraderie that you find at Dynamax. Um, so with that came the structure. Big. That's a huge part of it because I, you know, as I mentioned, I had a really slow progression of my strength mm-hmm. before I started coming before I started coming to Dynamax. Right. I still had a progression, oh, yeah. but it was very slow. And the plateaus were more common, uh, more frequent. Um, but there's there's tons of benefits of having uh, a team. You know, you've got the obvious ones of spotting, loading, second opinions, a second set of eyes. Someone saying, yeah, you probably are good for a five pound jump. Or someone saying, dude, you gotta back off because you're looking a little shaky. Or, you know, mm-hmm. having that second set of eyes, having that second opinion. Um, and then the, the other obvious ones is, you have the motivation. You got a team that is expecting you to show up and perform. They know what you're going to, you know, They're if you're working on you. Exactly. And they know that, you know, okay, so it's a it's a heavy or it's speed bench today. And you, you miss speed bench, but you show up for heavy bench every week. Well, you can't do that. You know, like you, you got you to gotta be there for the entire program. And your teammates will help enforce that discipline. 
and uh, you know, really keeping tabs on you, I think, is a having your teammates keep tabs on you is a big part of it. And it's kind of I think I might have touched on this in another podcast. I can't remember. It's kind of a new concept because all through my time until the last I don't know ten or twelve years, you just found one partner. Mm-hmm. You just trained with one guy, or, or alone a lot of times. So this is kind of for me anyway, and. In this area, anyway, it's kind of new. Yeah, it used to be, uh, we had Marty Joyce on. Yep. So, if you get up to courage, which I did a couple of times, I'd say, Marty, you think I could squat with you next week? You know. Really? Yeah. That was a big thing. It wasn't he, like, can I work in? It was like alone. next week. He basically trained alone. He used to pick up a partner now and then, but he basically trained alone, and you didn't get near him. So, and he'd say, Yeah, you show up on fucking time, or you're you're fucking done. <laughs> Stuff like that, and you go, Okay. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so this group thing is new, and I don't know that some of the older guys really like it. Really, I'm not sure. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's fun. I, you, it is. You I know, we it was always could you hand, could you stand the guy because you're going to be with him four or five days a week, and that was your training partner. Yeah, I mean, is there's not much better. There's nothing much better than. Showing up, the full team's here. Your full team's here. Mm-hmm. Everyone's vibing. Energy. The energy's yeah. there. You know, when someone's going for a big lift, the whole gym yeah. is screaming at them. Yeah, that's kind of new. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the strength. Just being a part of the strength yeah. community. Like, I was a gym rat before this, lifting in Maine, but now I feel like I'm actually part of the community yeah. of lifting. lifting. You know, I could go to a involved in the meets. And exactly, and like you start seeing people at. When you start going to more meets, you start seeing familiar faces, and some people you only see at meets, and or on Instagram or on Facebook yep. when they're lifting, and then you see them, and it's good to see them, and it's just being a part of that community. I think is so valuable, and I think that is probably the most important change that's happened to me yep. since I've joined Dynamax. Well, that answers my question nicely, very nicely. It was it was kind of I was kind of hoping that's what I would hear too, so I'm glad that went that way. So why don't you ask me the next question for me before I ask you the last question? Because okay. it's less lifting related. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see here. How <clears throat> how have you pulled yourself out of any small, uh, t- hopefully temporary little training ruts you may have run into? I put two years, but it's one year. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, how have you gotten yourself around those, through them, past them, whatever? Yeah, I know it's only been a year, so. But yeah, still. but I've had you know I've had training ruts. Yeah, so before you, I was lifting at Dynamax, um, I think a big part of it. Well, now that I'm at Dynamax, I think a big part of when you get frustrated with something is telling somebody about it, communicating it. You know, yep. you start saying like, "Man, this uh, this workout, this program isn't working for me," or uh, you know, I really got burnt out at the end of this program. Yep. And someone says, "No, oh, let me see what you're doing." And they're like, well, dude, you're going way too hard at the end here. You need to stagger your, your lifting more. Um, you know, that was one thing. Just communicating, I think, right. is extremely valuable. Uh, to your training partners, maybe it's your significant other. If they lift, whatever it may be. Um, uh, researching new training methods mm-hmm. and really just having an open mind. So when I the, – the first program, the first two or three programs I did here were straight bar, mm-hmm. straight weight, mm-hmm. And it was linear progression, and that worked for the overload, though. exactly. And that worked for the first three or so cycles, and I hit a bit of a plateau. Right. So I started to do kind of the more uh, take a conjugate approach to it. Good. Um, 
and that's helped a ton. You know the answer I was looking for? <laughs> I was hoping. Uh, I, I mean, I kind of knew it. Yeah, I, I mean, you wanted, see me. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to check. You know, using the specialty bars, you know, at first it was like, well, specificity is the key here. Like, I'm going to be squatting with a, flat, a straight bar. I'm always going to squat with a straight bar. But it's good to change it up. It's extra challenging. Your worst enemy is adaptation. It's your enemy. Um, and so on more than just uh, trying, like, the conjugate method is kind of uh, well-known, and you're very well-versed in it. Lots of people here do it. It was easy to pick it up. Yeah. Um, but other things that I've done, I've actually bought two ebooks on lifting. One was on just straight bench. When I uh, bombed out of the uh, May meet, I was because of my bench, my butt coming off the bench. I was like, I'm going to get a bigger bench by any means possible. I bought an ebook for like 30 bucks uh, from this guy Zach Homo out of Indiana. He's a 181er. I think I've talked about him on the podcast mm-hmm. before, but he's a 181er, lifts in the USPA. He's benched over 430. He's got like an 1800 pound total okay. at 181. Um, and it was really, it's a really well done book. It's lots of lots of photos, and it's about the you know the setup, the programming, the accessories, mm-hmm. the warm up, everything. Really well done. Uh, another book that I bought was. Yeah, you have uh, it printed off. I do. I have it uh, in my folder. I'd like to take a look at. Yeah, it. absolutely. Okay. It was a ton of triceps. I'm sure. I like. I had to buy elbow sleeves afterwards because I was getting uh, a little tendonitis going on. I mean, just for like, just for example, one of the. So I think on the dynamic, or no, the max effort days. It's it's max effort on Monday and a dynamic effort on Thursday. I think for the first three Mondays where you do the max effort, the last thing you do is five AM reps of pull downs, push downs with a band. Five AM reps. You usually don't do more than two AM reps, right? So it's just like, it's a shitload of, it's almost like a brute force method of getting blood and strength in your tricep. I think on small muscles, it's fine. Absolutely. Um, I'm not not too big on the major one, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Another ebook that I bought was uh, Swede Burns' Fifth Set. Mm -hmm. And now this was a much more technical read. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of assumed knowledge, but it's really well broken down. I believe he he won uh, Powerlift Coach of the Year by Elite FTS last Mm -hmm. year or the year before. Uh, I purchased it off of Elite FTS. Mm-hmm. Um, he trains Greg Panora, mm-hmm. um, and that has—it's a really you know—it's relatively simple, and it's you know they're typically 50-minute workouts, and it's just you know having the open mind. I would never have bought a ebook. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I spent you know almost a hundred bucks on ebooks on powerlifting, mm-hmm. and you know that was something that it was like if I'm going to get myself out of a rut, I'm going to invest a small amount of money into spend it. Spend that in a bar room or spend it on something you can exactly. Buy. Uh, I also got another really. Is that printed off too? I don't. That one's like ninety pages, so I don't oh. have it printed, but I do have a PDF I can show you. Either that, or if you, I'll pay to, I'll pay you for a copy of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it to you. Print it. Um, I'll pay for the ink or the. Yeah, no, we'll figure it out. Um, another really good ebook that I I actually got this one for free, and I think you could find it for free. Is uh, you know who Greg Knuckles is? No. He's uh, well, he's got a really good. He calls it the definitive bench guide, and it starts. I mean, it's you know they get into the body mechanics. They sh- they're showing free body diagrams of how, you know, the weight is going to put force okay, on your yeah, different joints yeah, and everything. Yeah. And that was a really good uh, good read, also. So just just reading was um, something that I'd never really done with you know I like go on YouTube maybe yeah. to look something yeah. up, but actually reading literature on powerlifting and how to improve by people who are good at what they do. Interesting. Um, another thing that I think helped me get out of a rut sometimes is you gotta, you gotta tune out social media, because people. Yeah, I just, I don't, I just look at what, what uh, posts for here. That's all I- you know, it's, uh, well, you know, there's a lot of 
powerlifting's blown up. You know, it's getting very popular. And there's people are always posting their best lifts. And there's freaks out there, you know, monsters. You know, Yuri Belkin just pulled 970 mm -hmm. at 242. You've just, you've just got all these monsters out yeah. there. Um, How and much did he weigh? 242. 242. Yeah, he went 198, 220, 242. What did he get at 220? I think he got nine. Because when when the when Kaler Woolham beat him, I think it was only by like five kilos or something. So I think he had like nine nineteen. Oh, okay. So something he like beat that. Yeah, but at two forty two. No, not Eddie Cone did a nine on one at two eighteen. Okay. So yeah, but he's, he's got nine seventy beltless hook grip, yeah. which is wild. Um, so yeah, tuning out social media, sometimes you just gotta say forget it. And the last thing that I have for this is to just think about the bigger picture. Step way back, you know. If you're in a rut for powerlifting, it's probably because you're you're in the weeds, if you will. You know, you missed your fifth set of 70% of a five, you know, you missed the one rep on one set or something, or something just didn't feel right, or maybe, you know, 60% felt like 70%, or 70% felt like 90%, you had a bad day. So you gotta zoom out. Look at it from 30,000 feet. Five years ago, I couldn't squat 315, I couldn't bench 200 pounds, I was a weakling, I was 150 pounds soaking wet with my boots on. Right. As that, sometimes you just gotta zoom out and that'll make you, you know, just appreciate, be grateful for where how, where I've come. I've got minimal injuries from it and- uh, I like it. I didn't have any answer on, on that one, I just wanted to hear what you had to say. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a good answer. Yeah, stay open-minded. Read books. Hear that, folks? Tell your friends. You know, it's if you were, you know, it's like if I got frustrated with my program, and I said, Maddie, help me with my program. It's that simple. Yeah. That easy. Cool. That's a cool answer. All right, Maddie. So I got, it's got really a lifting question for okay. you. Um, I don't need my phone to read this one. If you oh, could yeah. have anyone on this podcast, yep. who would it be and why? So anyone. Anyone. I mean, alive. You know, oh, feas alive. feasibly, let's say. Nobody from the history or anything. No, and you can't have Abraham Lincoln. Okay, all right. Because <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd love to talk to Martin Luther King. We <laughs> can't do it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, um, if we have the connects. We don't have those. Well, we, we right. don't yet, but well, we do, right, right. you know. All right, so give me a second, then. Um, if we could just grab somebody. Yeah, it doesn't uh, have to be, a, it could be, it doesn't have to be a powerlifter, or it could be an NFL player, or it could be. All right. Uh... Keep something going for a second. Yeah, this suspense is building. Talk about the meet for a second. <laughs> uh, November 10th and 11th. Yeah. Here at Dynamax Gym. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, I would like to talk to this guy because uh, I saw a little special on him. J.J. Watt. You know who that is? Oh, yeah. You know who it is? Absolutely. For the Houston uh, Nine, Number 99. Number 99. Unbelievable player. Talk about a brick shithouse. Brick shithouse. Put that all that aside. I think he just raised 30 million bucks for the, for the Houston, Texas, for the Houston area or the, te the area of Texas that was devastated down there. I would like to talk to that guy a little bit about his training, obviously, but what motivated him to do all that for those people? Yeah, because he sure held an after. I think he's only he's only like a couple years older than me. Yeah, he's, he's 20 years in the league. Yeah, he's 28, yeah, something he's, like that. But he's yeah. a superstar. He's totally struggled through two serious injuries. Now he's got another one now. And he still... Was it a foot or ankle that he just suffered? I'm not sure what happened this year. Last year it was his back. Two years before that it was, his, I think, his back. Then something early this year he was having a great season. 
and in the middle of it all, he, he came up with 30 million bucks, I think, somewhere That's in there. wild. For those folks. So I would love to get him in here, talk to him about the motivation for that, and how he gets through these injuries. And uh, there's a good story behind him, too. He, lo he lost some close relatives through the, through the years, too, while he was trying to do all this, transferred colleges, and still doesn't put himself in, in first place. Others, others come first. With yeah, him. I'd like to get him in. JJ Watt, so a contemporary. So when JJ Watt listens to this, yeah. you know, uh, we're right behind the models. Look for the blue light. You're welcome here anytime, JJ. <laughs> and of course, Louis Louis Simmons is welcome here anytime. We'd love to get. Him. I, I so I was wondering if you were going to say like Louis Simmons or Ed Cohn. Yeah, I'd love to get those guys. But, you know, but who wouldn't? Right. So exactly, a guy like this. He's into what we're into. Yeah. I saw that special on him. He does. Uh, he's doing all this stuff. Oh yeah. He could use a little technical uh, technical help. Might be why he hurt his back. But uh, he was the first person. You know when you do like that tricep burnout when you do like a five board, then yeah. a four board, then a three board, yes. then you go back up. Uh -huh. He was the first person I ever saw do that. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used yeah. to follow for whatever reason. I used to follow his workout routines and this guy Laron Landry. I don't know him. He played for the Colts. He got busted for PEDs. He was a friggin' monster. Okay. But uh, he was the first person I ever got like programming from. So, JJ Watt's my pick. Just it's a contemporary. Uh, obviously, there was those other choices. Probably you were guessing those. Yeah, so. I definitely was not expecting JJ Watt. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like people that do stuff like that. Yeah, and he's a superstar on top of it. Of course, his brother is too. By the way, he plays for the Steelers. Really, he's almost as good. His name is T.J. Watt. I think. Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. T.J. Yeah. And, and J.J. T.J. and J.J. Watt. I might have the brother's name a little bit off, but it's something like that. Something like that. Yeah. He plays for the Steelers, he does, you said? He's, he's just as effective. Wow. It's big, yeah. big, big. Big bruiser. God, that must be so crazy to have one of those like Gronkowski-type families yeah. where everyone yeah. is a superstar. Yep. But it, they must have taught the Watts something about caring for people. Yeah. That's awesome. So I like that. Because people were hurting down there. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, he helped. They he helped a lot of people, and and what he did is he drew his teammates into it. That's some of the. I think a lot of the money might have come from. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something I. You can't. You you see these guys pulling up in, you know, Lamborghinis and G wagon exactly, and it's their grocery cart. Exactly, you know, and that car could have been uh, a million bottles of water. Or, and the, generators and or I think that's God maybe, knows what. Maybe what got to him. Maybe what got to J.J. Watt. He saw these guys pulling up to practice every day and said, you know. Come on. Let's, yeah. let's, let's chip in here. Right. All right, Maddie. I have one question that got emailed in. All right, yeah, let's hear it. If we can, uh, let me just see if I can read it correctly. It comes from, well, let me read you the question. Sure. It says, hi. My program involves piling on weights to each lift every week, every workout. I'm struggling with little injuries, little progress, and little motivation at this point. It's from Angela in uh, Wiscasset. So, I don't know what you think, but... Well, Angela, I think you got to take a step back. Right. Um, and again, this kind of goes back to the first question you asked me on the 10 to 20 pounds per lift. Yeah. That was on a three-week period, and I said false. So this is gets an extra super duper false. False. Uh, I think Angela needs to uh, take a step back, start working with, uh, you know, mid mid effort, you know, 70, 65 percent weights, getting some more volume in, build that base. It'll help prevent some injuries. That's that's ba basically my question. Yes, where you know, 
basically is where did you get this? Uh, where did you get this program, Angela? Uh, where do you train? I'm kind of curious. And where is your light stuff? Where's your speed day? Where's your deload? That's, those are my main questions. So, like Matt just said, 60%, maybe even less for her if she's banged up. Yeah, 50, 45. Yeah, yeah some volume work. So, cut your sets and reps. Uh, excuse me, cut your reps down. It sounds like you're doing a lot of reps, too. Usually, those programs do. So, some twos on the squat, some threes on the bench, and some single deadlifts in the high volume range. Start doing 10 sets of two. See how you feel. Definitely. Uh, at, a, at a low weight, 10 sets of two, I mean, that's such good form. I mean, such that's good practice you for your form. That's how you learn it. And it's good muscle memory. Uh, if you're doing eight and nine reps, Angela, your technique's going out the window after three. So, so I've got a, I've got a so spinoff. Get a, hold of the, get a hold of us. Get a hold of us if you need us, Angela. I have a spinoff question. Yes. Because there's been some new, you know, influx of new members here. Yes. And sometimes you're looking at them like, what the fuck are they doing, <laughs> you know? And... You know, they're they're people you you respect and you want to see them succeed. Mm -hmm. How do you approach someone who you can see has a shitty program? I have done that a couple times. (laughs) I know you have. I know you have. I preface it. Yeah. I say, do you mind if I interrupt you? I I just have one observation, and that if they if they don't like it, they're probably going to let you know. But I think when you do it that way, it might work. That's all I can tell you. I don't know if you got another uh, technique or not. I pretty, I mean, I try to, I kind of dance around it. I yeah. really, you know, I wonder, if, I dance around it because I'm like, so this is, you're doing seven sets mm-hmm. of this, this yeah, way? Right. At this way? Yeah. With these many chains or yeah, whatever so, it may yeah, be or I mean, like, using this bar? And if you expect to do that, then how are we going to get you there? Right. Or if the, right, you're, right, you're doing, this is what you're doing for sets of three. Yeah. How are you going to do a set of one? Or whatever, exactly. you know? And that, that's where that program's supposed to take you. I don't, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So, or that didn't work for me 30 years ago, so it's not going to work for you today. <laughs> yeah. Because I probably tried it. The first step to having a, or <laughs> the first step to solving a problem is admitting you have a problem. That's it. <laughs> And, and I, I think people have their best intentions. Oh, of course. They're, they think they're, they're showing up. They're showing up. They maybe paid for that program. Who Probably knows? did. I don't know. I'm not going to stay out of that. But uh, I, I think a gentle approach, and then if they don't like it, okay. Unless you see somebody going to get hurt. Yeah, there's sometimes you gotta you, you got to step, step in. in. That's when I automatically will, because I don't want anybody to get hurt. Right. You know, it's funny, though. Uh, sometimes you just... Like when we have people who travel and come in, so mm-hmm. there was a guy, uh, Steve Pez. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm walking into the gym, and uh, Slav stops me before I go in. He goes, "There's a little guy in there. He's squatting five plates. You might want to help him." And I thought he was joking. Uh, and I walk in, and there, sure enough, the he he squatted super narrow, bent over. Yeah. Ver- Face at the floor. Yep. I remember that. I was here. Um, but absolute savage squatter. Strong. Super strong. Um, Hideous to watch. It was, it, I mean, it's just so much different than what we are. Uh, I mean, he's USAPL uh, power lifter. I know that he's yeah, uh, but got mean, a great total. It goes and, against anything I would ever teach anybody. <laughs> exactly. But, but so seeing it, and then seeing him, you know, the, that that first time he unracks the five plates. I was standing right there. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> we're going to be... To yeah. taking this up mm-hmm. and he bangs out three reps yeah. for like five sets or some yeah. shit and it's like wow okay well that's shame on me it. for not having faith in him that's the way he does it <laughs> yeah but he's not gonna do it for long 
with that technique. I, I don't think. He's uh, that guy's got some strength. That's he's, all I gotta I just say. Don't on know that. How he can last because the 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 beating he's gonna take. <laughs> There's some funky stuff going on with his knees guy. that I do not understand. But Steve Pez, if you listen to this. We, love we you. can't. We love you. We can't wait to see you back here. You can still squat way more than I can, so yeah. I can only say so much. All right, Maddie. This was a uh, this was a shorter one today because we, yeah, no we got a we got a important guest. Hopefully scheduled yeah. for next week. Let's see if I can. Did we get the confirmation? I don't think I did, but let's look. Let's check. No confirmation. No confirmation. We'll keep it secret till we know. We'll keep it secret till we know. Next week will be the last podcast before the New England Powerlifting Championship. That's right, and so then we'll get to do a little meat recap, we'll which will be cool. Recap, see how things went. Um, There's going to be a ton of improvements to the meat that I think people are going to be uh, impressed with. A lot of new things. Yeah, and we've had a couple of new improvements here, even the last week. Oh yeah. The signs laid outside. You can, you know, it's cool. You can see it really well when you drive past. Can you? Yeah. Okay. Even when it's not in the daytime, you can still, it just, it pops. Does it? Absolutely. So, folks, if you can't find us, now you know. You'll have a much easier time. You have no more excuses. That's right. Uh, the, yeah, the graffiti's done in the wall here. We the, have an indoor, yeah. Yeah, facilities upgrade, deferred the maintenance is complete. project is done, I think. No New bars. We're ready to rock and roll. Anybody that wants to come out. It's still a free week. Anybody wants to try it. That's right. Not many other places are offering that. If you can't beat that price, then. You can't beat free. Yeah. All right, Maddie. Well, this has been another good one. Yeah. Um, I want to thank the listeners for uh, tuning in. This is episode 21 for us. Um, we're approaching the six month of straight podcast, Mark. Oh, we'll, maybe we'll try to do something special for the... Uh, 25th. For the 25th podcast. Um Thanks as always. Leave us a five star uh, on iTunes. Leave us a comment. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Remember, lifters, Sunday lifters have to weigh in Saturday, right around when the squat when the squats start on Saturday. That's the Sunday weigh in. Twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. So remember that, lifters. It's the eleventh of November after squats, first round gets going. We're going to start that weigh in. I think that's all I have. I think that's all I've got, Maddie. We'll get that posted as well. Oh, yeah. All right, Maddie. Thank you. Another good one. I think it was. All right, folks. Have a good evening. See you next week.